I've always been fascinated with Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh, and he's got things rolling right now. But will he ever leave Michigan? We'll discuss. Lockdown Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, now that Harbaugh is just absolutely rolling at Michigan right now, will he stay there forever? He has toyed with leaving before. We'll weigh the pros and the cons and our Big Ten Top Ten. We're going to look at receivers today throughout the Big Ten. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, so Jim Harbaugh, he's the man of the hour as far as this podcast is concerned today. By the way, Ohio State fans, we'll talk about Ryan Day tomorrow. Don't worry, equal time. We all know Michigan uh, – had Harbaugh as a quarterback back in the 80s, 83 to 86. Played for Bo, and that still means a lot to people up there in Ann Arbor with the Bo connection. His fifth year there, the 86 season, got him to the 87 Rose Bowl and was third in the Heisman. Went on to play 15 years in the NFL, mostly with the Bears, who drafted him in the first round. And here's typical Harbaugh. Had Mike Decca, the intimidating head coach there. And I, the one memory that is burned into my brain is Jim Harbaugh coming back to the sideline to get yelled at by Mike Decca and Harbaugh giving it right back to him. I'll never forget that. I thought that was uh, just an amazing moment, both sides. And then he went to the Indianapolis Colts, got him to the AFC Championship game. So he had a pretty good career over 15 years. But always a, a coach at heart. He ended up uh, coaching with the Raiders as their quarterback's coach for a couple of years. And then just after two seasons, San Diego, the University of San Diego, decided, hey, Jim Harbaugh, you want to be our head football coach? And uh, did pretty well there. Back-to-back Pioneer League championships. Then he was the head coach at Stanford. Like that, they noticed. Stanford was – they never won football games. Well, bring in a winner, Jim Harbaugh. And in four years, got him to two bowl games, which was just absolutely unheard of. Other people noticed. By now, the reputation was growing. This guy could coach as well as being a former player. And the NFL went ahead and took a chance on him. You know, we, there's always the argument. Can college coaches coach in the NFL and vice versa? Jim Harbaugh is the one guy that seems to be able to do I mean, it's a short list, more than one guy, but uh, he had success. He goes to the 49ers there gets him to three straight NFC championship games, including a Super Bowl against his brother, John Harbaugh, and the Baltimore Ravens. You would think things would be going swimmingly there, but they weren't. He wasn't getting along with people in the front office and um, ended up leaving and goes to his alma mater, Michigan, and becomes the head football coach there in 2015 and of course as i mentioned earlier he was you know he had ties to Bo. he was a michigan man everybody loved it this seemed like a match made in heaven and it finally came together it wasn't 
totally smooth at the beginning, if you remember. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. Look, the first two years, he won 10 games both years. That's pretty good, except you and I know which game he lost, right? The Ohio State game. It matters. People started little asterisks on the 10 wins. And an eight-win season in 2017 and bounced back with another 10-win season in 2018. But the losses to the Ohio State Buccaneers and Michigan State, by the way, were piling up. And people were getting a little cranky in Ann Arbor. Then 2019 started with, I think, a key game in his tenure. It was the Army game. It was week two. It was at the big house. Should have been an easy win for Michigan. And Michigan never led in regulation. And Army had a chance to kick a 50-yard game-winning field goal on the last play of regulation. They just missed it. And Michigan goes on to salvage the game and win in double overtime. But I contend to you right now that had Army made that kick, that would have been the end of the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan, in my opinion. So, look, there's been a lot of patience. There are other programs that had you lost to arch rivals or lose to games to Army you shouldn't, which they didn't. Look, coaches have been fired for less at at the big boy schools and the power fives. There's no doubt about it. But um, Ward Manuel, very patient. Trustees, very patient. They they had their guy. They had their Michigan guy. And he was going to be given every other chance to continue. And we don't see patients like that in sports anymore. You know, you, you're, you're hired to be fired. If you don't get things turned around in three years, you're out. Sometimes two years. Sometimes one in the NFL. And it's, uh, you know, frankly, it's unfair. But. It's the way it is. It's a zero-sum game. So he comes off the 2019 season with people like, "Eh, boy, it'd be really nice if we can, you know, start being Ohio State here and we got our guy. We want to be happy about it. 2020 happens. That's COVID. Season almost didn't happen. Don't end up playing Ohio State, but they ended up playing uh, a season in which they did not win a single home game at the big house in the, for the first time in the history of Michigan football. So they redo the deal. It's a four-year extension, but it's for less money. Takes a pay cut. In order to people were saying at the time, look, Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, these guys are making the same kind of money as Harbaugh. They're getting to the college football championships. We're not here at Michigan. So we gotta we gotta take a step back here. And Harbaugh seemed agreeable to do it. And uh, there were still incentives in the deal, though, which he did earn back. And which was really cool, he didn't keep the money. Remember, remember what it was like during COVID in 2020. People were taking pay cuts. People were losing jobs. Well, Harbaugh took the extra money and he gave it to university employees that were having to take pay cuts. Remember that later when when we start uh, talking about this a little bit. Uh, I think that's going to go a long way in building some goodwill and maybe allowing this coach to dabble and interview with other teams we'll get it we'll get to all that we'll get to all that in just a second it's part of the story there's no doubt about it but you got to remember what he did for those university employees for sure who took pay cuts during the pandemic so pandemic's over 2021 well pandemic's calmed down 2021 he goes 12 and 2 one loss in the regular season was to michigan state 
Big Ten officials later admit that they made some errors in that game that likely cost Michigan a touchdown and probably winning the game. I Look, I give you my opinion on this podcast. I, I agree. A mistake was made, and it did cost Michigan in that game. Nevertheless, sorry, Sparty fan. I'm sorry, but uh, that's how I felt about that. He goes on, and finally, after 0-5 against Ohio State, gets his first win against the Buckeyes rather handily, 42-27. Defeats Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game handily, 42-3. Then it loses to Georgia in the Orange Bowl in the playoffs. But overall, 2021, a pretty good year. So Harbaugh goes through all that, the frustrations, they all break through, they beat Ohio State, they get to a college football player. Michigan football is relevant again. And this is after being asked to take a pay cut. Well, then the rumors start flying. January of 2022, there was the story that if the Raiders' job was open, if they were interested in Jim Harbaugh, then maybe the feelings would be mutual. As it turns out, though, Around that same time, Harbaugh interviews with the Minnesota Vikings. And apparently, I, th- I think he interviewed twice. I think on the second interview, I think it was on college signing day for the recruits. <laughs> Talk about you're, you're signing kids at Michigan to play, um, and you're interviewing for another job with the Minnesota Vikings. But in all fairness to Harbaugh, all reports are that he was – very open and very honest with the recruits and their families and his players and said, look, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. And if somebody calls and there's an issue, I'm going to have the conversation. They're going to call. I'm interested enough. They're interested enough. I'm going to have the conversation. And I think people appreciated that honesty because look at the signing classes he's had at Michigan over the past couple of years. They just keep coming. Or maybe his sales tactic is to sell Michigan instead of the coach. Whatever. It worked. Got a lot of players, and they're still absolutely loaded. But a little hiccup happened here. After it all became public, it was a little embarrassing. The Vikings went elsewhere, and Arbaugh didn't get a job offer out of it. And so then he asked Ward Manuel, he says, hey, you want to take me back? He says, heck yeah, 100%. So I think at that point, Harbaugh said to Michigan, look, this is not going to be a recurring thing. This isn't going to be uh, me sticking my head out every year because I'm interested in the NFL. I'm not going to do this every year at the end of each season, start looking for NFL jobs. Don't worry. I'm good. Comes back in 2022, uh, undefeated, wipes out Ohio State, 45-23, Big Ten Coach of the Year. Beat Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. Goes 13-0 for the first time in Michigan history. Gets to the college football playoff in the semifinal. Loses this one again, 51-45 to in a shootout with TCU. Finishes the season 13-1. and So at this point, Harbaugh and Michigan, back-to-back Big Ten titles, back-to-back playoff appearances in college football back-to-back seasons in beating Ohio State. So clearly after all the turmoil, Harbaugh has caught up with Ohio State and even, you could argue, surpassed him. And so everything is going great. Now at this point, Harbaugh could be the head coach at Michigan for the rest of his life if he wants to. But I don't know if he wants to or not. And we're going to discuss that again You know, you don't know what the burning desire is inside and career goals and family goals and all that kind of stuff. 
because after that amazing year last year, the Broncos had a job opening and they were very aggressive. But in fact, in fact, the story was they flew in to Ann Arbor to go ahead and, and meet with Arbor uh, Arbaugh and talk with them. They obviously eventually went with Sean Payton, but also about this time, there was a conversation with the Carolina Panthers, and David Tepper, who's the richest owner in the NFL. Now Tepper and Harbaugh both say it was not a quote unquote interview. It was just a conversation. Either way, it seems like there was still this spark out there. And that's when Harbaugh famously said, I will uh, enthusiastically return to coaching Michigan for the 2023 season. And why not? Absolutely loaded. Look what they have. High, the highest of expectations this year. The, the team is absolutely loaded. So now that we've kind of set the table about Harbaugh's background and leading up to this point and leading up to the eve of the 2023 season, we'll take a look at some pros and cons for him remaining at Michigan for the rest of his career. We'll do all that next on Locked On Big Ten. But I want to tell you about Harbaugh making a championship team, okay? He's won two Big Ten championships in a row. And if you want to make a championship team, you got to make sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit, and you can be sure that every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add... Uh, your ride to my garage and look for the green check and know that the part will fit all your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. And after all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed, just like you get the right players on the roster. Boom. Everything works. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Excursions apply. All right, so we've set the table for Jim Harbaugh here on Lockdown Big Ten. Let's weigh some pros and cons. It's not going to be like a column of pros and a column of cons. It's pretty complicated, but we'll discuss why stay or why go. First of all, look, deep down inside, I think Jim Harbaugh wants to win a Super Bowl as a head coach like his brother. He got there. He got to a Super Bowl and lost with the 49ers. And the only reason I say that is because I've, I've actually heard him say that before. It, he, it's the ultimate in sports, the Super Bowl championship, more so than Big Ten championships, college football championships, the Super Bowl is is the biggest one and i think that he has that scratch and i think that's even bigger than uh than if he uh wins at his alma mater i think i think plus i think he has a friendly enough relationship with ward manuel the athletic director to um you know if he wants to stick his head out and take a phone call or have a meeting i think they're they're cool with it now some places would get kind of tired of it and say hey do you want to be here or not you know, I think he wants, I don't think he ever wants to be another college place. I'll tell you that. I think as long as he's in college, he wants to be a Michigan, but that 
chance to win a Super Bowl and being at the NFL, I, I think that still looms large inside his heart. And uh, look, I think they're willing to give a little give and take there because look, there was, there's been patience. They stuck it out. They're having success. Who else? They got their Michigan man and it worked out. They're getting the champ college uh, football playoffs and winning big 10 championships and beating Ohio state now. So, and I, again, I mentioned this earlier and when he gave his incentive money back to the university to pay for other salaries for people that took pay cuts during the pandemic, I think that's pretty, that's a solid man. And I, I think, I think that's reciprocated both ways. So uh, if another opportunity comes up, he, and he also seems to be very honest about, you know, telling people what he's doing his recruits, his bosses, whatever, hey, I'm, I'm going to talk to somebody, um, you know, and I think he teaches his kids that too. In life, you are going to get opportunities. You should probably almost always take the phone call, get the information, and then make your decisions about your life. There's also the argument, remember, he did take that pay cut at once upon a time, and it's a tough business. It could happen again. Maybe you keep talking to NFL teams to keep your leverage up. Coaches do it all the time and at all levels, college or the NFL. If you are desired by others, it makes you more desirable where you're at. So I think that's interesting. Now, he's winning now, and he's caught up to Ohio State, and he could keep winning for a long time. The recruits are still coming in. The players are still NFL worthy. He could stay there and really make his mark in a Bo Schembechler kind of way at Michigan if he stays there for the rest of his career. No doubt about it. Maybe even surpass if he'd start winning, you know, national championships. I know that sounds blasphemous to, to the older Michigan fans out there, but maybe, maybe. Um, the, you know, and the other thing that I kind of alluded to a little while ago, you never know what's inside a man's heart in his late fifties, early sixties career wise and things that are important to him now and check boxes. Maybe he has some unchecked boxes or maybe those boxes have changed. Maybe, you know, 10 years ago, they were one thing and now they're something different. You just never know. He and his family only truly know. Plus, and here's another con, but it goes with every coaching job but particularly this one the pressure at michigan is brutal absolutely brutal same with ohio state you can win almost every game but if you have a bad afternoon in the in the on a saturday in late november people call for you to be fired it's crazy but that's that's the way it is with this rivalry just ask ryan day he's feeling a little uneasy ish after having lost two years in a row to michigan but if NFL teams want to go ahead and be throwing money around, you, you take the call. I think, that's, I, I think that's the approach he has taken and has been very honest with everybody about uh, recruits and players and whatnot like he was when he was talking to Minnesota. Look, in a perfect world, Harbaugh wins a championship this year and then maybe rides off into the sunset and goes after that Super Bowl with an NFL team. Maybe. I mean, how cool one you take your alma mater to the national championship and hang a banner. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. Bottom line is I could see Harbaugh remaining at Michigan for one more year, or I could see him remaining at Michigan for 10 more years. I really, I really could. I can make arguments for both. Only he really knows what he wants to do and situations change. He tells people this all the time. 
you know, as of today, this is what I plan to do, but things change tomorrow on both sides. But whether he's there for one more year or five to 10 more years, I still think him being an elite competitor, I still think that he wants that shot to return to the NFL and unfinished business, losing a Super Bowl 49ers. I think he wants to win one as a head coach. Again, maybe it's 10 years from now. Maybe it's next year. We don't know. But I think ultimately, at some point, it may happen. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. You everydayers out there really appreciate you. Our next show, we'll take a look at the Ohio State football coach, Ryan Day, and whether he's getting the respect that he deserves over there. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. By the way, if you uh, haven't subscribed, just click the button down below. If you have already, thank you. How about hitting the share button and share us with somebody you think might like a little Big Ten talk each and every day. Coming up, our next weekly feature, it's the Big Ten Top Ten that we do every Monday. We are going to look at the Big Ten wide receiving, uh, wide receiving core uh, throughout the uh, every team, the top ten. I'm going to put a list together here. Going to rank them. Probably not going to be surprised who number one is, but we'll see who everybody else is as we continue right here on Locked On Big Ten. All right, Lockdown Big Ten, we're going to continue here, and uh, we're going to rank. It's our Big Ten Top Ten. During the season, we're going to take things that happen during the games on Saturday. Best plays, best sound bites, best wins, worst losses. And we're going to rank them one through ten. That's going to be a, our Monday thing. But since we're here in the offseason in the summertime, we are finding, like last week, I think we did uh, top ten quarterbacks in the Big Ten. We're going to look at the top ten receiving cores. In the, uh, in the Big Ten here. Now, let me pop them up. For those of you listening on the audio podcast only here on video on YouTube, we'll have graphics, but I'll explain them in detail so you're not missing out if you're listening on the audio podcast. So here we go. Going to add them up here. This is no surprise. This is not even an argument. Nobody can argue. Number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes, their receiving room, the best in the Big Ten. Marvin Harrison Jr., Agbuka Mika, slam dunk, two future NFLers. They are the best. There's no question. There's no argument. There's no doubt. At number two, a bunch of these are kind of in the same. I mean, we're really splitting hairs between like two through five, I think. The Maryland Terps, I put them at number two. Tyrese Chambers is a graduate transfer from FIU. And he's saying, okay, Craig, he's from FIU. Now he's going to the Big Ten, and you got them ranked second. Well, he's a two-time Bolitnikoff watch list guy. 13 touchdowns in two years there at FIU. Plus, Caden Prather, a transfer from West Virginia. Uh, Talia Tungavola is going to have a lot of weapons to throw to at Maryland. I'm expecting a big year out of him. You know, I ranked him very highly in our quarterback rankings last week. So I have them at number two, the number three group of wide receivers of the big 10, the Minnesota golden Gophers with Corey Crooms from Western Michigan, where he had five touchdowns with the Broncos in 2022, Daniel Jackson coming back. He had five touchdowns last year. Chris Altman bell, one of the school's all time receivers coming back for a, seventh season yes red shirts and covid and all that seven years seven year college athlete very experienced wide receiver room at minnesota so they that's going to be one of the strengths of their team you know that if you listen to any of our preview you can go back and find them on uh, youtube and lockdown big 10 um and on our podcast 
did every team. And uh, we talked about Minnesota and their receiving core. Illinois have them at number four. Isaiah Williams last year, 82 catches, 715 yards, and five touchdowns. He's preseason all Big Ten. He's going to be a special player this year, going to have a big year. The fifth best receiving room in the Big Ten, I have Penn State. Dante Cephas coming in from Kent State. He was first team all Mac in 2022. We'll see how he does in the Big Ten. He joins Keandre Lambert Smith, a thousand yard career receiver there. The Wisconsin Badgers, I have them at number six. Jameer DK, the leading receiver, returns. Honorable mention, all Big Ten. He's ready for a big year. Got Michigan at seven. Remember, Michigan, their strength's going to be their, their running game. But uh, Cornelius Johnson, the team leading receiver with six touchdowns last year. And uh, Roman Wilson, four receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns as well. I have Nebraska at number eight with Billy Kemp, the fourth. He's one of the best wide receivers to play at Virginia the past four years, has an extra year of eligibility, and he is coming to Nebraska to play this year. Indiana at number nine with Casey Carter, one of the best all-time receivers at Fordham. He joins a pretty veteran wide receiver room. And at number 10, the Purdue Boilermakers, led by T.J. Sheffield, a redshirt senior with 46 catches, 840 yards, and four touchdowns last year. So that's it, one through 10. That's how it looks. That's how we rank the wide receiver rooms in the Big Ten this season, which is getting closer and closer. So I hope you enjoy that. If you want to comment on any of that, hit me on Twitter or the comments here on YouTube. But I want to thank all of you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. You everydayers, our next show, we'll take a look at Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes and whether Ryan Day is getting enough respect over there. Getting a hard time because he lost the last two Michigan games, but he wins almost every other game. And um, so we'll discuss whether he's getting enough respect there. Again, many ways to interact with me at Twitter is at TalkBig10 or the comments here on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. We have, I've uh, had the fortune of hosting this for, I think, about four weeks now. We've added over 500 subscribers just in the last five weeks. I want to keep it going. I want to keep the push going. So please subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it's available each and every day. Now check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, another thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great day. Can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow with all the latest. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.